Welcome into another edition of Down in Flames podcast. We are finally back after what two week break? Just a week off in between. Take a week off. You know things happen. Life gets the in flu. the way. The flu. Yeah, it, it is the winter. So hey, welcome back, Thomas. Peyton is not here, but we do have Jared and Kyle. So three out of four ain't too bad. We got pizza. It's a Friday night. <laughs> we got blurry Facebook. So if you listen to it or you're watching us on uh, Facebook Live, we that's apologize. for your benefit, though. I yeah, mean, it's for, it's for your benefit. You don't have to look at our faces. Although Kyle did get a fresh haircut I for the did. first time in what you said, 13 years. This well, is a, a new haircut. I haven't gone this short in 13 years. Yeah, I mean, so he's got, he's I've gone, had, I've gone short, but I haven't had clippers to my head in 13 years. So that's insane. The last most that's 20 insane. He got he got the fade. He got the faded beard, the faded sides. That's the real reason welcome, why it's welcome to 20, blurry. Uh, <laughs> that's 2019. Right. It's just my beautifulness now is just too much for the camera. <laughs> so I just can't, Look, I can't yeah, take be, it. Before we get into some sports here, you were talking about we were talking about this pre-show. <laughs> you, I, get, you get one haircut a year. It probably was more than one, but it averaged out probably about. Let's see. The last time that I got my haircut would have been probably June or July. And I didn't get it cut super short. I just had scissors. It was scissors only, and it was just sh- shorter enough that I still had stuff on top. I've probably but already had three haircuts in 2019. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Probably. I, 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 I don't so know. So give a shout-out to, I think, me and you. I don't know. Do you go to Joe Graybill? I do not. Okay, you should go to Dr- I don't Joe Graybill. this guy is. This, this is our shout-out to Joe Graybill. Haircut, so. He does. He's a good guy. He works at LUO as well. Okay. Works down in NES. Uh, so Joe does his own haircutting. Highly recommend him. Great guy. Fun conversation. I, I, Good. I can't help but every time Joe Gribble, I just think of Gandalf the Gray. Gandalf. I just can't help but think <laughs> of that. That's funny. But, uh, but yeah, he's... Honestly, if you want some good sports talk, you can always he can, uh, he can carry it down. He said he, can he would t- want to come on the show sometime today. So absolutely. He, <laughs> so so <laughs> while so in in nine months when you're ready for haircut number two of the well year, no I told him I said so, so I said to keep yeah, this fade, I asked him for the fade month. to keep this going how often are you doing he says how fast your hair grow I said mm. I, I don't know I said it, it's decent like well, my hair can grow pretty quick yeah, he says probably, probably two to three fast. weeks. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay. So I have to add a new budget basically to my month now. Oh, I got to yeah. plan on like 40 bucks a month now. Oh, oh for yeah. No, no. I get a haircut every three weeks. <laughs> I, I, I put a reminder in my phone. I'm dead serious. I put a reminder in my phone three weeks from when I get a haircut. Hey, get another haircut and then, you know, give or take a couple of days depending on when I'm free. Well, that's he's booked me but, in for like a regular yeah. two weekly thing. Oh, here. yeah. Like every other Wednesday night, I'm going to Yeah, gonna you got to start budgeting now. No, haircuts, I do. Haircuts are on the regular, especially <laughs> when you get a fade. It, it's on the regular. It's. Uh, in, but okay, in, so next in the time, time you get a haircut, while you're doing it, we'll have him on the show. We'll just have barbershop well, ta- sports. We talked talk. about this tonight at this place, setting up a setting up a fa- Facebook. So maybe what we should do to get him like acclimated. Yeah, is we should all go over. To, we'll have to talk to him about this, obviously. But we'll all get haircuts. We'll mic it up. We'll he talk sports and haircuts. Table, round haircuts. table, round you know, table haircuts. Our podcast. Get all four of us in there for haircuts. This could be and fun. I like this idea. Can we have pizza as well? We can have pizza as pizza? well. Oh, that's a good Friday. We got to talk to Joe. Get this going. I think this could be a really Barbershop, fun episode. pizza, haircuts, and sports podcast all together. <laughs> I think we just innovated something new. It's good. I like that. Let's I get like it going. All right. I was just going to say, so in, talking on the budget thing, that means you've gotten three haircuts. Yeah. You, okay. Well, all right. I'll give it two. I don't think still, it's two. I think two. two. You spent more in a month with two haircuts than I spent the entire in, in 2019 year, or 2018. Yeah, I think I, I, think I only got pay? one haircut in what 2018. What did you pay? $15? 20. 20 bucks? Okay, with yeah. tip or no? I, I, t- I bought them lunch today, so okay, that okay. was my... Okay, I, I pay $15 and then tip is you know 20 bucks total. 
So I spent forty dollars on haircuts already in twenty twenty nineteen. Yeah, and I, I spent probably. Uh, I I I and, usually and tip pretty well when I went, so I probably spent thirty when I went before yeah. to the regular place. Fifteen for the haircut, I gave her fifteen for tip. Not saying Joe, you won't get that every time, but um, <laughs> I'll go broke if that's the case. Oh, uh, so and and this is this is extended to me because my wife wants me to grow out the hair. Now uh, I don't know oh. what I'm doing, but I'm growing it out. Okay, apparently at least on the top. I don't I don't know, but I would normally go. I think I've gone once every month this year. I usually go once every three weeks. It's going to be at least extending it a little bit, but I'm going to be going. I think once every month now. I think that's at least it's going to be at least that, if not more. Go bald, go bald. I can't, I can't do it. You know, you know the advantage that I was thinking of the other day. This is the random thoughts I have in, in my head at work sometimes because why not? Especially during this week, when you're bald, right? You don't age. Do you really? Do you really age? When once you're bald, after that, like you don't age. Yeah, you look the same at twenty as you do same. at sixty. Like, I mean, Michael Jordan looks the same now, other than a little bit extra weight than he did like twenty years ago. I'd it's say true. the wrinkles, right? the wrinkles kind of show. The wrinkles a little bit, but when you. But Jordan's pushing sixty now, so I mean. Yeah, especially when you from forty to sixty, if you're bald during that whole time, you look the same. Oh yeah. You you look the same. Every bald guy, Scott Van Pelt, you know, every bald guy looks the same. Pretty much, unless you have some dramatic weight change of in either direction, you you look you don't age. Yeah. I think I think I'm onto something. Maybe I mean I don't think I'm gonna. Yeah, lose but I'm my not. I, I I can't I can't do the bald head thing. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't look good. I don't think I'd head. look good either. But then again, I, I didn't think I'd look good with a fade. Well, and I told Joe tonight. Here's I'm like, the thing. I'm trusting you. I'm gonna try something new. It's 20, 2019. Here's change here's it up thing. here. Where we can extend this because football season is is over. We'll talk a little bit of football, but. Here's the thing. I think you could pull off being bald on the notion alone that you have a good beard. It's, it's true. If you can grow a good connected beard, it makes up you for can, it. You can pull off being. People bald. look at this majesticness yes. instead of the yes, lack it's of a, majesticness. Everybody in Liberty yeah. knows it's it's the Clayton King look. That's true. It's the Clayton King look. <laughs> you got the bald head, but you got a nice <laughs> beard. All right. I can't get. I, I mean, granted, I'm still early twenties. It'll come. I don't know if it'll change. Get some Rogaine on that, baby. My dad cannot get that, all right? He no. cannot connect still, and he's 54. You're Italian, though. You can get that Italian mustache. <sighs> That's the thing. I might be like the one Italian that can't. But Me you, and my dad. You, I just you could get the Italian mustache uh, and then this uh, and this. Yeah, you, you could have like the a, whole... I can get a disconnected goatee. You should. You know. I wish though. Maybe maybe be a I'll little bit be a little Zaro is what it would be. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll try the Rogaine though one day. Somebody did recommend that. But then, but if you use the Rogaine, you got to use it continuously. I think. Maybe I don't no, know. No, we're not bald. Fish oil, we're I guess. That's fish oil. People just say rub some fish oil. All these face. crazy, yeah. hipsters say fish oil. So go with all right. Let's, let's all right. It's been a week now. We've all tempered down. Let's get into the Super Bowl talk a little bit. Just recap it. Finish up NFL season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we did during the Sunday. It was, yeah, it was last Sunday, wasn't it? It was yeah. six days ago, five days ago. I thought it'd be our rate of New England. I know. I, well, I wasn't even mad because of how boring the game I, was. Like I really wasn't. I'm, I'm honestly shocked. If you told me six months ago that the New England Patriots were going to win another Super Bowl, oh, we all I, said would have been crazy. Pissed. You know, I mean, I've told both of you two years ago the the famous Atlanta. Versus Patriots Super Bowl where they came back from what twenty eight to three. After that, I honestly I had a party at my apartment. I had about fifteen people there. I walked out. I st- at the end of that game, I stormed out of that game. At the end, 
Didn't say anything to anybody and disappeared for three hours. I went to the gym. I walked around. I, I got out. I didn't tell anybody. Just disappeared for three hours. Left 15 people that were over at my apartment. Just left them there. Jeez. That's what I did. Because the Patriots came back from 28 to 3. That's how mad I was. And then this year, I'm I'd, like, I'd be that mad oh, too, whatever. Uh, and then and this year, I'm like, oh, whatever. Oh, it's a, it, that was another game. Yeah. So to recap, what? It was 13 to 3. 13 to 3. 13 to 3. Lowest scoring, scoring Super, Bowl. Super Bowl in history. Also, Patriots' smallest or largest margin of victory yeah. in a Super That's Bowl. Pretty Previously, crazy. it was 4 to so, Seattle. So they've never won by double digits no. in, in the Super Bowl. No, nope. just crazy. They've, I mean, they've lost by eight. It, before, it, it, so. It's been it's been six days now. So I don't know how much detail we really need to get into. I'm still salty. You, yeah. I mean, everybody's really heard the detail. If you, if you listen to this podcast or ESPN or any type of talk show, you've heard the game broken down. So I don't think there's much of a point for us to break it down too much. But let, let's just go around what really stuck out in that game. Quickly, what kind of stuck out in the game on either side? Well, the fact that it was defensive. <laughs> but, was it, but was it really? Was, yeah, like I mean, it yeah. was, but it wasn't great. Especially the first half, it wasn't great defense. It was just sloppy offensive play, and defense capitalized a few times. Zero zero at halftime. Zero, zero at halftime. Yeah, I think. Zero. Yeah, it wasn't the first score didn't come until the third quarter. Well, I, I remember saying before the game that I thought that the the Rams actually had a really good matchup with the Patriots in this game, as far as defensively. Well, they defense did. Played they just, great. Because Jared Goff couldn't do anything, right? For his mind well, and and we we talked about it at lunch a little bit that the uh, the Rams are lunch date? yeah the the Rams are a play action they're a play action team that's how they run their offense and so the fact that Todd Gurley wasn't really a part of that game I remember uh, my roommate Andy and I were talking throughout the game it's like they're not feeding him they're not giving him the ball he's really not even in the game he had to be injured. he I I refuse to believe that he was not injured. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, refuse it. I refuse to believe that you've got a guy who's probably been top five in MVP voting the last two years was, was healthy, 100% healthy yeah. the last three weeks, and you gave him, what, nine carries? Yeah. Nine, well, and something, something that I was telling Kyle that I thought was interesting that I honestly just kind of thought about was that um, Todd Gurley during the game – he he, like you said, he had about nine carries in the game. Not only that, but it was very evident that whenever he was in the game, it was more or less just to be a decoy for throwing the ball. Oh, they didn't do any screens. No, didn't they use didn't, him at all. They they didn't use yeah, they didn't pitch it out to him. It was you know straight up the middle for four yards, and that's that's basically what they used Tom, uh, Todd Gurley for. No, what I, I will say. What really stuck out? It wasn't defense. I, I mean, okay, Patriots had a couple of defensive stops. Um, they finally, you know, the Rams finally sacked Tom Brady for the first time this playoffs. The re- the real thing here was the adjustments, and it was really the coaching. Yeah, With Sean McVay and the coaching there, they did nothing different. No, they literally did nothing different during the year and the Super Bowl. They didn't change anything. They didn't create anything new. When things didn't work, they kept going. Like you said, they're a play-action team. Play-action didn't work because the running game wasn't there. The offensive line was awful this game for some reason. They just didn't t- change and anything. But And then on the other side, you know, uh, you had Josh McDaniels make up new plays in, in the hotel the week before with Tom Brady. Just like, hey, this play looks like it could be a good one. Never tried it before in a game. How could we get Edelman more open? 
Yeah, how do we get yeah. it wide open even more? Which makes how do you not double Edelman? Because you can't double Edelman because you can't take away two from Gronk. That's why. There wasn't. I didn't think there was much more they could have done defensively. Gronk, for whatever reason, came has been back this postseason to some of the. You saw at least the spark of that old self well, that he was. The reason he was open is because they would they would do things that were new and like throw Rex Burkhead That's of true. all people out there on the flat like. And Sean McVay's like Rex Burkhead. I didn't game plan for Rex Burkhead. Wade Phillips. I didn't. I didn't game plan for Rex Burkhead to get out of the backfield and go line up wide, like a wide receiver. We got to go put a man on him. And then they did that. And then Gronk would be wide open. So it was honestly this game came down to adjustments. Uh, Brian Flores, defensive coordinator, ends up being the coach of Miami now. Give him credit, man. That they played a great defensive game, especially second half. Uh, first half, like you said, was sloppy. Second half, they played a great Which. defensive game and just made way more adjustments than, than Sean McVay. And I'm, and I'm not down on Sean McVay. I, yeah. His stock is higher than it'll ever, it'll ever be probably, but he just did not have to be. I good. mean, Goff missing that, that touchdown towards the middle of the second quarter, I think it was to Brandon Cooks, was was a the, big uh, miss. So, so the yeah. reason that is – Big miss. So the reason that is – He had a couple of receivers too that were pretty open that he could have hit. Yeah, yeah throughout, watching, the, throughout the game. Yeah. I was watching yeah. my boy, so uh, – um, ESPN has been pushing Dan Orlowski a lot. And, you know, you know Dan Orlowski pretty well. Ran it's out of the back of the Lions end zone. Lions. The, I know him pretty well just because he's actually from the same town as me, from Shelton, Connecticut. Shout out to the 203. Uh, I met him back in high school. He's a, he's a great guy. But he's um, he's doing great he, things. He is a – he is a uh, – he's, he's, he's a – Matt Stafford – Apologist. He is, but he he's stands a up for his. He stands a, up for his best friend Matt to no end. He does, but he, he's a rising star. At ESPN. And I'm not a Lions fan. <laughs> he, he's a rising star. At ESPN. He's got some great insight. What he said about that play is, and in that game in general, is the different. What happened there with Jared Goff is they didn't show what co- the the Patriots defense did not show what coverage they were doing pre-snap. So the you know how most quarterbacks at the pro level can read pre-snap what coverage is going to be. Oh, it's a cover three, or they're playing Tampa, or they're playing man, right? Patriots just stood there, did not show what coverage they were doing pre-game, and then would make the adjustments once they snapped the ball. And Jared Goff then was not able to adjust mid-play mid and be able to read the defense. That's, I mean, that's, and that's not really his fault as a 24-year-old. Honestly, only he was saying like Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Like the top five, ten guys can really only see the play mid-play or see the coverage mid-play when most of them can do it pre-snap, but they can't do it after the snap. It's not really on Jared Goff. He, he relies on Sean McVay to kind of be in his ear and tell him that. But that was the thing that he couldn't tell what defense coverage they were playing, and that's why he missed Brandon Cooks and why it looked like he was throwing to him late but there was a reason for that with, with the coverage. Yeah, and I mean, you can – it feels like excuses. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, ultimately it does. They, they did not play a good game. Yeah, because, I mean, he's wide open. I mean, you see him in the back of the end zone where everybody's like, oh, my gosh, he's wide open. How did he miss him? <laughs> How did he miss him? Um, and, I mean, he, he didn't technically miss him. He hit him in the hands, and as a receiver, Brandon Cooks, you need to hold on to that ball even though – Good defensive play. I think McCordy knocked it out. Was it McCordy? I, bl- I blame Cooks. 
Yeah, you should have called it. I mean, it's karma. That's a good deal. Well, here, here's <laughs> another thing. It's karma. <laughs> here's I mean, he, thing he played the play. Pats last year and lost the Super Bowl with them, and so he goes to a different team and, and, plays, and then he no, loses on that guy. team. <laughs> he, he, but here's another thing on that play. You know, with uh, Patrick Chung, who's the sa- starting safety, mm-hmm. who ended up hurting, I don't know what happened to him. He was in an air cast in his forearm at, at that point in the game. But he would have been on that play, and do you think he would have gotten there like McCourty did? Probably not. They they point. I think Tony Romo actually pointed that out. Chung, he's a pretty good player, but he was not going to get there. McCourty made a great play. They showed him when he was wide open. McCourty was like twenty feet, twenty yards away from him. Yeah, he came out of nowhere. And for he it. made that adjustment because that was not his guy. He made that adjustment and he came out of nowhere. So the injury to Patrick Chung, which was probably an unfortunate injury, and and everybody thought you know that could have been the difference later in the game, ended up being the difference in the other direction where it actually benefited the yeah. Patriots, which is pretty crazy. That interception late, too. Who was the receiver on that play? Oh, um, it might have been Cooks again. Was it? He was targeting Cooks a lot. Because he the, the, the play before that, it looked like they ran the same exact play. Because the play right before that, he hit Cooks in the in the arms again. I mean, that was a dime. That, that ball was a really nice throw. And, um, I mean, once again, good defensive play by the Patriots on that. But he that's under- another one that, that Cook should have caught. And then he tried to do the same exact play the next and play. He, he and threw it. Yeah, Gilmore, and, and I wish Gilmore picked it off. I, I, that, was, that was right. It was Gilmore, Gilmore had the pick. I, I, it probably was Cooks, the intended receiver. I just can't remember who it was. But I remember thinking when I saw it, I'm like, man, I, mean, I wish he would. He could have played as a receiver. He could have played better defense on that ball. He honestly like, only threw the ball to Cooks and, and Woods. That, I mean, that was really all he yeah. threw the ball to. So it wasn't – it was yeah, – Pick your get guy right there. They really did miss Cooper Cup again. We've said that all playoffs, all the end of the year, they really miss Cooper Cup again because they, other than those two guys, Woods and Cooks, who who are you throwing the ball to? Especially if Todd Gurley's not 100%. Yeah. Should have been the Saints. All right. Well, one last thing with this game. <laughs> it didn't play too much of a factor in it with the, with the, uh, the referees, right? They didn't blow the whistle at all. But, uh, no, no. But how about that phantom holding call where yeah. the one time in the game where I felt in the second half where I felt the Rams actually had, had a shot, momentum. right? They actually had a chance there was late in that fourth quarter. Say Gurley hit, broke Gurley, off like yeah, a 13 Gurley yard run. And it was a 20 plus yard run. Was it 20? Okay. And then I think it got him down to like the 30 yard line or something. It, it, was, it was a it decent was, side. It was a, it was a good driving, chunk. good driving play right there. Phantom holding play. Like, you can call holding on almost every every play, but when they replayed that, there was there was no hold. Yeah. There was literally no hold on that, and that killed the drive. So I'll say that was one play. I mean, obviously, the missed deva- there was a missed there was a missed pass interference, and there was a missed pass interference, of course. Right after that, yeah, yeah, that was the same drive, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because I said, where was that? Because I said, yeah. where was that hold? I texted you guys, and then I was like, how do you not call pull yeah. the flag on that? And that's like I'm I'm not gonna blame officiating for this game, but again, no, yeah, it was, it was that ne- didn't come down to that, but it was another thing. The Pats for for flags for that, uh, the, I think the Pats only had. Let me pull it up here. Give me one second for team statistics. Hold on. Dead air time. <laughs> penalties. Uh, the Pats had three penalties for twenty yards. And the Rams had nine for sixty-five. So that's the difference there too, right there. Yeah. And I mean, that can come down to coaching. Forty-five as well. yards. That, that that comes down to coaching as well. Uh, this game. So I don't think I've ever said this before, especially in public. Tom Brady 
is the most accomplished quarterback. Most accomplished. And therefore probably probably the greatest quarterback. Not most talented. But this I was game, this I was going to say before this. Yeah, that, you, you I was going to throw this out there. I was like, you heard how much I struggled. I was going to, I was going to bait this and be like, after that game, though, for the first time ever, I'm willing to name one person from the Patriots organization the goat. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. No, that's what's going. This game didn't prove or disprove anything about Tom Brady, right? You're not going. You're not watching this game and saying, oh, see, he's the greatest. That that game proves he's the greatest. Sixth Super Bowl. Brady did that very did little to win that Super that, Bowl. That, that game proved nothing. It didn't hurt him or, or help him. But what that game really showed, like you said, Bill Belichick, man, he, he's got to be the greatest coach we've ever seen in, in football. Like, the adjustments that guy makes year, uh, year in and year out. Bringing back an offense from 2005 and making it look and, extremely innovative. I mean... And not, and not to... Uh, Discredit. He's also the GM of this team. Yeah. So like guys that that you know he picked off off the you know free agent wire for nothing, like McCourty playing that on that play right there. Yeah. These guys he just picks up. He's the GM as well. So it wasn't only a testament to his coaching ability and his adjustments that he makes within the same year, but it's also how he put together. A he doesn't even have stars on the defense, but how his defense just performs. He he's able to find guys that just fit his system. He wants intelligent guys. Yeah, he's able. He doesn't to find want guys divas. He doesn't care about talent. He wants guys that understand his system and that are ta- and that are intelligent. Yep, yeah. and he's and he's done he's done a great job. I mean, yeah. honestly, the Patriots year in and year out, uh, as far as their draft, they always draft yeah. well. Always. Uh, well. Mm, I mean, over the last uh, however many years, how how long has Bill Belichick been there? I'll say defensively. There? Go look at their offensive side, other than Sony Michelle this year, how well they've they've drafted def- uh, offensively. It's well, they usually do wide receiver. I would say they usually do a good job of uh, of of drafting offensive linemen. They usually do a pretty yes, good job of I, that. I think they did actually. They they took an offensive lineman in the first round this year, and he was he went on IR. He didn't play a, a down. I think but hurt really he bad. also does a good job of free agency, being no, able to get veterans. He, he gets veterans in there that you think, okay, he's done. Goes to the Patriots somehow, squeezes out. <laughs> All right, we prime time play. We talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl than I wanted, but one last thing, I had to bring it up. Ju- Julian Edelman for MVP. Really? Sonny Michelle. Really? Should have been Sonny Michelle. No, it, I, I, my vote would have been uh, Stefan Gilmore, who had, I think he had a forced fumble and an interception. The interception was what sealed the yeah, game. Yeah, he sealed the game. And, th- I mean, you're not looking at that game as an offensive game. That's a defensive game. Yeah. Right. The best unit that played in that game was the Patriots defense. Uh, best player during the game on the best unit was Stefan Gilmore. I would have given it to him, but can we get <sighs> – can the NFL please take some – now, I'm not a huge fan of how the MLB treats steroids and, you know, how the, the whole situation, but can the NFL take some notes from the MLB, please? Some. With, with PEDs? Yes, maybe, some. Maybe put a ban on postseason like, awards to yeah. people who that well, year have been suspended for. Play, right? Yeah. We just saw – if you get suspended during the year in MLB, like Robinson Cano got suspended this year, yeah, he was ineligible for playoffs. MLB postseason. And I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. No one has a problem with that in the MLB, right? No. So why hey. is Julian Edelman allowed to play in the postseason? It's another Pat who cheated. What else is new? I mean. And, and then the ridiculous Hall of Fame talk for, for Julian Edelman. 
Dude, an Edelman for Hall of Fame? It was going everywhere. Oh, please. It was insane. It was... Uh, no. Who, who was saying it? There was Is Wes Welker a Hall of Famer? No. no. But, I mean, he's still one of the... Tor- okay, they're two Ooh, of the greatest Isaac white Bruce. wide receivers ever. Isaac like, Bruce is still waiting, right? Torrey Holt is still waiting, I believe. Like, these guys have, like... Ju- I, think, I think Isaac Bruce got in. And then it's Torrey Holt, I think, is who, who's still waiting. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's... Or Reggie Wayne is still waiting, isn't he? We, uh, we need Reggie Peyton Wayne is still that. waiting, yeah. We need Peyton Pierre for that, but Reggie Wayne is still waiting. Yeah. And so you're going to say Wes Welker, who has been... I don't think he's been to a Pro Bowl yet. He's you, never you been to Edelman? a Pro Bowl. Yeah, Edelman. Edelman. Yeah, Edelman. Yeah, Edelman. Sorry. Welker, Edelman. Yeah, the same, same person. guy, but he's never been in a Pro Bowl. I think he's been over 1,000 yards once in his career. Yep. Is a Hall of Famer? Yeah, no. Then, then, you're, no. then you're basically saying uh, Daniel Murphy is a Hall of Famer because of his playoff run with the Mets and, and – uh, Robert Ory. Yeah, Robert Ory is a Hall <laughs> of Famer because he's got the rings and, and – um, Eli's definitely first ballot Hall of Famer because of those two rings, and it doesn't matter what he did in the play, in the post in the regular season. Right. I mean, it it's the body as a whole. Yeah. Anyway, is Eli a Hall of Famer? Borderline, but uh, I, I say eventually yes. In, but he's not a first ballot. Yeah. You you win two Super Bowls as a quarterback. As a quarterback, and yeah. the way you won those two Super Bowls too. Yeah. I mean, he had some of the greatest catches in both Super, or greatest yeah. passes in both Super Bowls that were on dimes. So. Yeah, I mean you got you got to yeah. have it, but yeah, I, no Edelman, no, it's ridiculous. That's it's ridiculous. I mean, right. he should, in my opinion, he shouldn't have been MVP for this game for obviously the reason we talked about. But again, what was more impressive to me is yes, Edelman was open and was able to make the catches weren't phenomenal. He was just open. He's just open. I mean, that's I mean, and I get as a wide receiver that takes skill. Some but that's also running, but it's route running. Yeah. It's good route running. But I mean, that's also part of your offensive coordinator just calling the right plays and knowing where the ball's going to go. What was more impressive to me was Sony Michelle putting up 94 yards, six yards less scored than 100. Touchdown. Scored the only touchdown the only on touchdown. the best rushing defense in the NFL. Like, all right, something else that may or may not be ridiculous. I guess we'll see tomorrow night. CBS, if you're looking for something to do on Saturday night, starting awesome tomorrow. As yeah, the <laughs> AAF, the Alliance of... Oh, the, Alliance uh, of... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know what not. you were thinking. <laughs> family-friendly show, hey, come Kyle. On, come on, come on. Family-friendly friend, friendly show. Awesome <laughs> as family. That's what I was trying awesome to get at. <laughs> so I guess it's called the Alliance of American Football, which does not have a ring to it. Does it was not American a, Football Alliance. Was it no, it's way? Alliance of American Football. It should have been AFA. Yeah, it should have been American Alliance Football. American or, Football Alliance. I, I don't know. It may or may not be ridiculous, like we said, but it is going to be broadcast on CBS. The AAF, another professional football league, before the XFL begins next year, mm-hmm. is kicking off tomorrow. This is Charlie Ebel- Ebersol, who's Dick Ebersol's son, and Bill Polian, of all people, who's not ready to retire. Dick Polian, uh, goodness gracious, <laughs> Bill Bill Polian. Yeah, is one of the founders of this league with Charlie Ebersol. This is a little bit, a little bit interesting. I put this in last minute because I there's been no talk of this barely at, no. a, at all. Like it kicks off tomorrow, which I just found out about like five hours ago. People are gonna turn the TV on tomorrow night and be like, "What yeah, is going?" They'll get what? decent like, ratings because it is CBS on yeah. a Saturday night. But is Tony Romo calling the games? I don't know who's calling the CBS, games. CBS. So. Uh, that's a I don't know who's calling the game. That's a good question. That would be interesting to see who's actually going to be doing that. Wait, so, yeah. so we actually yeah. do have some. We're for hire. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I can do a game. We, I've done, I've done high school football before. <laughs> so, yeah, same thing, right? 
we have some notable players. We have some notable coaches and uh, and some executives in this. All right, it's very interesting. One thing is weird marketing wise. It came out of nowhere, and they really have not marketed this at all. Like I, I like I said, I haven't heard anything about this barely. I had to look it up today, the day before it starts. But uh, some notable coaches. You have Mike Singletary, who's Hall of Fame football player, coached the 49ers 10 years ago or so. Uh, he's going to be coaching the Memphis team. This is an eight-team league, all right? They are going to have a four-team playoff, uh, mainly on CBS. I think uh, NFL Network's going to pick up some games. Online streaming. Yeah, online streaming. But you also have Mike Vick as an offensive coordinator. You have Mike Martz, who was the offensive coordinator of the Gray Sean Turf with the St. Louis Rams. He's going to be head coach. Uh, you have Steve Spurrier coming back out. He's going to be a head coach. And then uh, you have guys like Heinz Ward, who's going to be the executive Heinz of uh, Ward. player development. So you've, you've got some big names, all right? You've got some big names. And then on the player side, you're going to have guys like Christian Hackenberg as a coach. Josh Woodrum, Liberty University's own. Josh Woodrum is going to be starting quarterback. Trevor Knight, uh, who was – Oklahoma quarterback, uh, turned Texas A&M quarterback. I think he even had a stint with Texas Tech a little bit in there as well. So you've got some interesting players. Trent Trent Richardson. I saw that. Yep. Yeah, you got Trent Richardson. You got Zach Stacy. So a lot of NFL, former NFL players, I think it was like 98%, have had some stint in the NFL. Kyle, looking at this and some of the rule changes, we were talking yeah. about this a little bit pre, pre-game or pre-show. What is What makes the AAA... AA, AAF, that's, that doesn't ring to me. That doesn't flow. <laughs> the the AAF. Mm, it's called, what makes spring football the exciting? The, the a, <laughs> there you go. The A for the AF, <laughs> the spring football. Yeah. What what makes this different from the NFL? We get to watch football in February. That's a good point. I mean, that's uh, a good point. I, I'm excited for it. Like, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch a ton of it, but it's going to be something to be able to turn on to watch football. I think I'm excited for the potential that this gives people who – didn't make it in the NFL. People that we all thought was going to be able to have a chance, not cut it. Get so this going to be like a a last chance you kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. Somewhere I mean, in between. It's there. A, it's a B league. I think yeah. the NFL will look at it and look at these, look at how players do, yeah. and they'll say, "Man, he's really stepped it up, doing well. Let's try and give him a shout out for training camp." Like, Second I think, chance, Christian Hackenberg over here. Sh- sh- I, I don't know. I'll go that far, but. I think that there's a chance you can see a lot of guys that get a second chance for a career out of having. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the XFL coming too. With the change the XFL are doing, it's not going to yeah, be the show. Are you, are you more excited? I think about I'm more excited XFL? about this. You're more excited about the AAF. I think than so. The XFL. I think this is going to be more of a pure game than the XFL. I know the XFL they're saying is not going to be the joke like it was last time. It's not going to be the WWF I football. Know. I still, I'm still more excited about the XFL. Okay, I mean. I I don't know why. Maybe because it's had a history. Potentially. Just, maybe. I I don't know. I haven't looked at the financials. I don't know which one has more financial backing. Well, I think XFL does. I think the XFL a- and does. And McMahon just has. So that that's my guess is why I think there's a better shot with the XFL. You have an additional year. They, these were both announced around the same time. Right. And it looks like the AAF kind of just rushed it to get in before the XFL. But I think because the XFL took that additional year. They have more time to market to maybe see if this flops and, hey, we're going to be so different than the AAF. Check us out. I'm more excited about the XFL, but, uh, Jared, looking at the rules here, I put it there on the sheet for you. 
couple of things that might be different. Which one sticks out to you the most, or which one is going to excite you the most to want to watch, and maybe the NFL can kind of adapt? I'm looking at a couple of them actually right now in detail. Um, I actually really like the the timeout. So it says there's no television timeouts during games and ongoing effort to have fewer commercials to reduce overall game time to roughly 150 Can't minutes. Get mad about that. Instead of 180. So honestly, that's a huge. That's a big deal because I, I know that a lot of NFL viewers are like, man, these commercials. I just they we're never able to watch the game. Yeah. Oh, we just had a kickoff commercial. Oh, they fielded the kickoff yeah. commercial. <laughs> oh, extra point commercial. Like it, yeah. it's literally two minute warning scores, commercial. It's a commercial every two minutes. Yeah. So, uh, but that's, that's also what makes NFL be able to go. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money a lot in of that. Money in that. But I also I do like um, the overtime rules much better than the NFL because yeah. it says to to help keep games within a two and a half hour time slot, there will be a one overtime session. Each team will start an offensive possession from the ten yard line. On the line. ten, that's and insane. just which. Now, granted, it's not NFL. Wait, so on, there's their, on the opposing team's 10? No, on your own 10. On your own 10. Okay, so you have to go 90 yards. And just like in regulation, two-point conversions are required. Overtime rules have the ball starting at the 10-yard line with okay. four downs and a two-point two extra point. That's a weird way of saying it. A two-point yeah, so extra no ex- point if a team there's, scores. There's no, so there's no one extra points in, in the game at all. At all. There's only so two-point conversions. Two every single in, time. In, in that case, you can't kick a field goal either. You have to score a touchdown and yes. a two-point conversion. Or So is there no are there is there no kicking I'm at all? I'm guessing there's no kicking. There's, there's no still kicking ups. because there's still field goals. Oh, there's still, so okay, there is not in overtime. Not in overtime. There's still but field regular, goals. regular, yes. Right. Well, and they're still punting. They're still punting. Well, I'm sure that you could still kick a field goal in overtime. There's no onside kick. So since there's no kick. Well, there is, though. Well, it's not a kick. So instead of an on- oh that's right instead it's of weird. an onside kick if a team is trailing by seventeen points or if a trails tr- if a team is trailing by seventeen points or there's five minutes or less in the fourth quarter a team can attempt an onside conversion they get the ball on their own twenty eight yard line and have to convert a fourth and twelve if they do they keep the ball and keep going don't convert and the opponent takes over the at the previous at the point that they uh, in which they Stop them. So, which so it puts is the weird. Hand, so, so it puts the hands in in the offense, right? It so they're promoting the, offense. I mean, they're, essentially they're promoting offense. They're, what they're saying, you're flipping the odds at that point in time. Yeah. You're saying that you're more likely as an offense to be able to have something ha- of the kicking team than like two or onside kicks just don't convert. I mean, well, you know, especially with the rule change at the none. NFL, this they, it was like half. Oh yeah, it was like the percentage of of success rate with uh, onside kicks this year was like half. And it sure. was, which is like under, it's like single digits. So it's, it was pointless. Every time I saw an onside kick, I was like, this, this is terrible. I don't want to even watch this anymore because right. there's no How, chance. However, that's the one thing I saw when I saw the rules. I was like, as much as I'm a purist for rules in pretty much any sport, just don't mess with a good thing that I like yeah. watching. Like, yeah. don't change it. Uh, what hit the NBA? Change too many rules. Um, <laughs> anyway, NFL, every time the kickoff happens, it's pointless anymore because the kickoff is always hundred percent. It's always through the back of the end zone. 100%. NFL kickers are the kicking Bowl. the Super Bowl. Scrub, Nobody, scrub kicks or anything like that. They're kicking it out. Like how many chances did we see a kickoff return in the Super Bowl? When's the last time I saw a kickoff return in the NFL at all? I don't. I didn't think. I don't know of any time I saw this year. You barely see punt returns, right? Unless the unless the kicking team was penalized on the touchdown, moving the ball back. Yeah. I don't remember seeing a. Actual kickoff uh, return. Did, uh, I mean, did you so guys, just do away with did it? Did you guys it's, notice in the in the playoffs? I think it was the playoffs. The Chargers signed an additional kicker because he had a higher percentage of kicking it off into the end zone 
than the their field goal kicker. Yeah. So they had two kickers. They had one for field goals, and then they had a kickoff guy, a kicker just for kickoffs because he had a bigger leg to kick it off into the end zone. Sure. So NFL teams are basing their kicking game off yeah. of guys who can literally just only kick it into the end zone. And I, I, so I would, for the Which fact of speeding it up, I, I wouldn't mind the NFL necessarily going to this type of a system. If it's going to happen every time, just make it an automatic. You can choose to either like kick it off added. or give them the ball to 35 yeah. or 30, whatever, 25, whatever you want to make it. I mean, 25 is what it is. Honestly, I feel like these rules, like with the AAF, this is Madden. This is this is, seems like a little bit like Madden to me. Essentially. Where, where you're customizing the rules to your benefit in a way where like, oh, I don't want to do kicks. Like, I, who right. kicks in Madden? I, I might do an occasional field goal. I right. Don't, I don't do many extra points. I sim. Madden. Yeah. <laughs> or I sim it or I, I go for two. Yeah. Like, like, for real, like, this is Madden rules, which I guess could be to their benefit if they get a couple of star players or just star names, guys who stick out, that could catch on because the rules are going to be in the benefit. And like mm-hmm. you said, commercials less commercials are definitely going to be their benefit so that'll be interesting the the sky judge thing that they're going to have a ninth official that'll be pretty interesting maybe the nfl might adapt which will be cool because that can kind of get get rid of some of the egregious officiating errors um so definitely catch that out game one tomorrow night i think it's like 8 eight thirty on cbs like actually cbs i know the cities do we know the mascots uh, oh, that good question. Let's let's see here. I had to I had a page pulled up here, so we have um, so the Arizona Hot Shots. Arizona had a team. San Antonio yeah. Commanders, uh, San Diego Fleet, Salt Lake Stallions, Orlando Apollos, Apollos, Memphis Express, Birmingham Iron. How did Birmingham get a team? Of course, Trent Richardson's on that team. And that's all I see there. Okay. There's so there's eight eight teams, four in the east, four in the west. Uh, the, so we got San Diego Fleet, San Antonio Commanders. Uh, let's go through this real quick. So we have S- the San Diego Fleet, uh, head coach Mike Martz. Um, some key, you got Gavin Escobar, who's oh going to yeah. be on that team, the, uh, tight end from the Dallas Cowboys for a while. Yep. Uh, the quarterback I'm not familiar with. What's his name? Uh, Mike Brickovici. No. Don't know him. Um, General Manager David Bowler. That's going to be in the San Diego State Stadium. Okay. San Antonio Commanders. Uh, head coach Mike Riley, who's had some run in the NFL a little bit. Mm-hmm. Coordinator um, three times. Let's see. Kenneth Farrow, running back. He's been in the NFL, I think, with, this, with the Rams. Sounds familiar. Uh, the yeah. quarterback you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, For San Diego? Yeah, he's he was the the quarterback for Arizona State. Interesting. Okay, so then uh, going to the third team, you got Salt Lake Stallions, and our guy Josh Woodrum will be there competing with B.J. Daniels, who was the South Florida quarterback. Uh, Kenny Bell. Kenny Bell is going to be exciting. He's going to be a name everybody's going to know. Hopefully, wide receiver, Salt Lake Stallions, head coach Dennis uh, Erickson. So there, there's the name. That's the one I was thinking about. Who I got the two. National championships with Miami in uh, the 90s. So that'll be interesting right there. uh, The Orlando Apollos, head coach Steve Spurrier. You got uh, Garrett Gilbert as their quarterback. You got Akeem Hunt as a running back who definitely had some time in the NFL. I'm trying to remember who he played for. Akeem Akeem Hunt? Hunt. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. But he definitely had some run. 
I do remember the name for sure. Then you got the Memphis Express. That's Mike Singletary's team. So Memphis Express, Mike Singletary's team. That's pretty interesting. You're going to have Kenny Hilliard as a running back. You've got Justin Martin, who had some some run. I think he even played for the Jets. Not 100% sure. Then Birmingham Iron, head coach Tim Lewis. Running back Trent Richardson, obviously going to be their most notable player. You go to the Atlanta Legends. Mike Vick's going to be their offensive coordinator. Kevin Coyle is their head coach, who I'm not 100% sure is. Then you have Aaron Murray as their quarterback. Everybody knows who's a- who remembers Aaron Murray. And then Denard Robinson is going to be their running back. So Shoelace. Former, yeah, former Michigan. He was their quarterback, wasn't he? He was their quarterback. He was their ro- quarterback. Now, he's going to be their running back. He had the most Atlanta. points. They scored the most, t- most touchdowns as a U of M quarterback. Mm-hmm. Probably. Much as I hated yeah. Michigan, I, Shoelace I didn't was cool mind to him. watch. Yeah, I didn't mind him. We beat him all four years. So. There you go. Oh, no, I take it back. Three? Three? Beat him three of his four years. His senior year, they beat us 12 to nine. <laughs> I think what I'd probably be most interested in seeing is if they try to change if they try to change any sort of like formations or like it's just different types yeah. of defenses. Are they going to have more of a college feel to it on offense? I, I would assume arena. it's going to be more of a college feel. I also want to know what the they're playing on college fields, so I want to know if they're going to be going with the hash marks college style or like I mean that that makes a difference yeah. as far as how you're spreading things out. On the field and the yeah. way plays take place at. Oh, they also um, are going to have a shorter uh, shot, uh, time clock. So I think NFL has 40 seconds. 40 seconds until ball is set, then it's 25. This is 35 seconds. 35 until, and then ball is set. Is it still 25 when I the ball is set? I think it is. Okay. I think it is. But so the, the reason they went to that and they didn't go shorter, they, so they want more up-tempo. But uh, Charlie Ebersol said they didn't want to go below 35 seconds because then you start getting sloppy play. Yes. You still need to be able to set up a play and be yep. able to kind of – but this things. this moves the game along. It is. It's and move it along. And that's that's the thing that I think the NFL needs to try to adapt a little bit more is hey, we need to get our games like done faster. Yeah. Um I know of course like we we're talking about that the, the the major moneymaker for the NFL is of course advertisement and so with commercials, but I just think that if they if they can adapt anything from the AAF, it would be hopefully to make these oh, games go by a little bit faster. Yeah. The interesting thing will be to see how smooth the game moves, yeah. too. Because if it moves pretty smoothly, then the, as we talked about, this may be something that the NFL does try to adapt sure. in some form or fashion. And I'm also, like we were talking about, I'm interested to see about the formations because if maybe they, they come out with new formations that the NFL even tries to adapt. It is interesting to see, oh. like, knockoffs. And sometimes yeah. the knockoffs are able to oh, yeah. to give good ideas, like we were talking about beforehand. Cat. A bunch of things. That yeah, the NFL with like. the XFL, how because the XFL, I remember watching the thirty for thirty for that. The Skycam right? Sky was what the NFL adapted from the XFL, yeah. and so I mean, it is good to have these other knockoffs because sometimes sure. they do give fresh perspectives, yep. and the NFL can kind of take from it. But so, so one, one more thing okay. on this too. All right. This is actually an article from ESPN, and this is this is kind of interesting for this part. The, st- the question was that somebody posed ESPN was, I only heard of a draft for quarterbacks for AAF. How were other players assigned? So this is interesting. There's three ways. So they, so they drafted quarterbacks? They drafted quarterbacks, okay. yeah. Three ways. First, the league figured out that the top 30 NFL-producing colleges over the past 10 seasons. USC is number one and gave each of them three high-producing schools. They gave teams up to 30 other area schools in a certain range to pull allocations from. 
If a player doesn't fit that grouping, they also assign four NFL teams to each AAF team. If a player played for a team or was in training camp with a team, then his rights were given to the respective AAF team. This was done with both geographic population data. For instance, San Antonio has Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, and Eagles. Okay. So they're using okay. both colleges saying, okay, these players played at these top colleges. Yeah. And we're going to pull – you're going to get certain players from each one of these groups that are going to go into your area. And the same for NFL so they're So they're trying to get some regional buzz with guys who – which makes sense yeah, as to sure. why Trent Richardson yeah. is with the Birmingham, right. the Birmingham right. team because right. Alabama. Yep. So there is also at least one CFL team assigned to each team. If a player hits none of these lists, then there were at, they were was a first come first serve rights list of twenty five players. If multiple teams put in a request for the same player, they went by the waiver list. And then we may tweak it depending on what we see, but the concept is good. Pullian said. We know the concept is good because it's working. That plays Richardson on Birmingham, Murray on Atlanta, Asta and Salt Lake City, for example. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so this has got some science too. I like that. Yep. I like that. All right. So I honestly, who knew that we were going to talk AAF football for about twenty minutes or no, so on a Friday night? But the, yeah, that was actually pretty interesting. I, we've had haircuts. I we've had yeah. We've had haircuts. <laughs> Super Bowl we've AAF. Had AAF, which is let me get it right. I'm not looking. Alliance of, of America. Amer- no, no, let me get it. Oh, oh sorry. ruined it. Alliance <laughs> of American <laughs> Football. Yeah, Liberty actually stole Hugh Freeze away. He wasn't going to. He was. He was going to be an said, offensive coordinator, wasn't he? said he wasn't going to go with the colleges. He was going to go with the offensive coordinator for the AAF. Interesting. That here was he is weird. at Liberty. That was weird. Hey. Signing our four-star recruit and going First after General recruit. Booty. There you go. General <laughs> Booty. <laughs> All right. I, I, I No, seriously, I had no idea that we were going to talk AAF for about 20 minutes on a Friday night at 11 o'clock, but that was kind of entertaining. I mean, I enjoyed that. It's going to be interesting to see tomorrow night. Let's switch gears here. Kyle, we're going to get you to talk some NBA this year, all right? I'm going to get you into the NBA a little I bit. Did, I'll tell you this. You know what? I thought about it. I haven't watched any NBA that you thought about it. I'm going to try to watch a little bit right. of NBA. I'm not saying I'm you have to watch much, team. all right? Other than the playoffs. Who are you liking? I'm giving myself a new team. Who is it? I decided, you know what? Live in Virginia. Okay. I'm close to North Carolina. Okay. Charlotte Hornets. Why? Don't do that to yourself. No, I w- b- listen. Don't do that to my yourself. My boy's there. Miles Bridges. Yeah, but so <laughs> my boy. My boy's there too. Can I'm actually. Walk? Little Walker. I'm actually going to starting, see starting All Star point guard for the East. I'm actually going to see the Hornets play the Raptors April 5th because it's in Charlotte. In so Charlotte. I was like, I was thinking, yeah, let's take a trip. You're gonna do that to yourself. I could be a Pistons fan. What's gonna be better? I'd rather be a Pistons fan than a Charlotte fan. I don't. You have really? the worst. Michael Jordan is literally the worst GM. <laughs> he couldn't even get Marcus Saul on his team in the dr- in the trade deadline, and we'll we'll talk about that. But seriously, all right. But someone else did. I'm not saying you have to to watch much regular season NBA. Okay. Good, because I probably won't yeah, watch you don't, you don't need to watch much. <laughs> Definitely watch playoffs. Well, the playoffs are basically yeah. another season. Well, yeah, yeah, watch playoffs. Okay. <laughs> listen. So just follow the storylines. Okay. I get. We don't talk this on this show because I know none of you guys are interested in the least bit. But I get Daytona in two weeks. So I get the Daytona 500. Hey, in two I'm weeks. coming to the. Hey, I want to come to the the race this year. That you guys the race go to. Year. Okay. Uh, Richmond. Do you go to Richmond or where? Uh, do you probably. Go? Uh, there's going to be a couple of my go to Martinsville, but yeah, I want to go. I'll probably go. My wife's doing the design this year we'll for William Byron. My wife's doing the graphic design for William Byron oh, really? this year for that's all the stuff. Cool. All the stuff Liberty University puts out. She's done that stuff. Oh, that's cool. So she might have some inside things to be able to get me hooked up with. Okay. So I'm gonna try to go to the races that I know her stuff may be display for. Us. I'm gonna try to. You know. So. 
I get NASCAR. We're talking some NASCAR, haircuts, <laughs> AAF football. Let's go. You know, uh, Good podcast. You know what's crazy? I said it's basically a whole other season. If This is hypothetical. If the, all the games in the playoffs went seven games, there would be 28 games that these, these players would play. That's, that's, a fourth, that's a fourth of it's a season. Dumb. <laughs> that's a fourth of a season. Yeah, that's but you play crazy. Four, no, but if you get to the Super Bowl, you play four games, and that's a fourth of a season. Yeah, so I guess it's, it's only four too. games though. I, I mean, M- yeah. MLB yeah. plays more, plays double the amount of games than yeah. NHL yeah. and and uh, although NBA, I think that, I think and the they only play seven, fourteen, four, the or most five. You, the most you're gonna play is five. So the most you're gonna play is a nineteen. Well, plus the wild card game, yeah. twenty. The most possibly could play. Right, here, here's the thing. All right, so like we said, playoffs definitely watch, but just just, li- just follow along with the storylines. With the NBA the rest of the year. All I know because is there was really, a ton of trades yesterday. ton of trades. It, it is reality TV. That's why I freaking hate it. For <laughs> guys. No, it's great. The you drama. Have, you the have players saying, I don't awesome. want to play for this team. Trade me. It's and awesome. It's, it's no, so it's entertaining. Not. It's prima donnas getting to do whatever they freaking no, want. No, it's awesome. You can hate it, but it's awesome to talk about. So <laughs> we're going to get into it's it. Like a mix you hate between, it all you want, but it's, I enjoy it's it. It's like a mix between Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, and... 100%. Just for guys. I love it. All right. There are a lot of big-time trades, though. Yesterday. Today is Friday, February 8th. Trade deadline was yesterday. High volume of trades, not always the most impactful, but I think it's – I think of number of trades, it might have been the most. I was going to say, this felt like a very active – It was. Especially the – over the course of the week. Yes, I it think the like reason it was, it was is because you're you're not getting long deals in the NBA as much. You're getting a lot more, especially with veteran guys, one, two, three-year deals. So you can move those guys a lot easier with expiring contracts, things like that, uh, buyouts, things like that. So you're, you're seeing a lot more movement. First thing, we got to get it out of the way. We got to talk a little bit of Anthony Davis. He did not end up getting traded. All right, Anthony Davis returned to the team good. tonight too. Returned the, which is very strange. Uh, very and strange that he's he's going to actually play the rest of the year as well. Well, I think that the NBA so he, was a little worried that they didn't want to see him sit the rest of the year because if you have a healthy superstar, like he's a he's a superstar. But also now you're you're risking because. They have to trade him in the offseason. Well, and right? this is where they, it's, they have to trade him in the offseason. Yeah, and it's business on both ends. So uh, now as you're far risking as the NBA. It's 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 business on the NBA part, but it's also business for the Pelicans because the NBA, as as mentioned, they want him to play. He's making them money. But as as to your point, as the Pelican. the actual as a Pelican, the franchise, we don't want him to get injured because the, that's going to tarnish his who has a lot of trade value. Concerns. Yeah, he gets injured every single year. Value. He gets. He, he, I mean, the one knock on the guy, the one of the one reasons, there may be like two reasons why he's not the best player in the league, and one of them is because he's injured every year. I mean, he plays maybe sixty games a year. All right, so that's that's you're, you're risking it. Where if you didn't trade him this deadline, right, you, you could have got maximum value right now this deadline. Now you're gonna wait till the off season. You can't go into next year with him, right? Can we agree? You can't. You, no. He'll get traded. You guys can. Well, I mean, I no I'm just saying. And say he'll get you traded. Go into, you can't go if you start the year with him and try to trade him at next year's deadline. You're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of value, right? Because the guy somebody's trading for him for only half a year. Whereas if you trade him now, it could have been a year and a half. If you trade him in the off season, it's the full year. You're gonna get him a lot. You're gonna get a lot more value. You're not gonna get much as much value if you trade him at next year's deadline. So you have to now trade him during the off season. Yep. 
They you will. Know, if he gets injured, you lose even more value. Right. Which, you know, what what are the chances? I know, but the weird thing here, okay, is they're a hundred percent trusting the Boston Celtics, right? The the one reason they didn't trade him to the to the Lakers, who literally offered everybody but LeBron, yeah. and two first round picks, yeah, is because they have the belief that Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum is available. Jared, I mean, can any other team, if Jason Tatum is available, can any other team offer more than what the Lakers did? I know no one's blown away by the Lakers offer, but who really is going to be able to offer more than 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 that, other than the the Celtics? Uh, then, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's so. Where's the leverage here? It's it's interesting. I mean, I, if I were the Pelicans, based upon the the trade that we all saw, as far as the the sources that came out. Showing Brandon Ingram, showing uh, Kyle Kuzma, showing um, Rajon Rondo, all those guys available to get to get out of or to get that out of Anthony Davis. I don't understand how the Pelicans don't make this trade. I mean, I know that that, like you said, they're kind of holding off, possibly wanting to, to see if the Celtics have something better to offer. But my gosh, but those you, three, those they they had Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. Kyle Kuzma, three centerpieces that you can build around. Two first-round picks. For a long time, and then two first-round picks. Mm-hmm. That in itself, to me, is worth well, Anthony Davis. here's the thing. They didn't want to – it became evident right here that they they didn't want to trade him to the Lakers no matter what. Like, they could have given him mm-hmm. – I think you can give Max four first-round picks, which is what they came out and said that they were demanding, which obviously you, you wouldn't do if you're Lakers. But – even if they did offer that, they they weren't going to take him. They hate the Lakers so much, mainly because of a little bit of that tampering and, and how Rich Paul, who is LeBron's agent and also Anthony Davis's agent, kind of came out with all the the leaks. Like, uh, we want to right. trade it. Right. We want the Lakers. The Pelicans were mad. They, they, they were pissed, right? Yeah. They, out of spite, could have just ruined the best offer because – I don't think even in the offseason they're going to trade him to the Lakers. Right. They're so mad right now and, and, and just bitter yeah. for some reason that they're going to be blinded by this bitterness and not take the best deal if Jason Tatum's off the table. And they're not going to trade him to the Lakers. I, don't thi- I, don't, I think there's almost a 0% chance he gets traded to the Lakers. Yeah. If he's going to be a Laker, which he probably he still wants, it's going to be in the 2020 offseason where he signs as a free agent. Yeah, and, and honestly, even with the Celtics, when I think, of, like you said, Jason Tatum, because they do have a lot of young pieces that they could throw towards towards the Pelicans as they well. Do. With, and, and with Brown, they I have Brown as well. I don't think they can get the trade done without Jason Tatum. Yeah. I don't think Brown, first-round pick, and Marcus Smart is enough. But I look at – I look at better Jay- than the Lakers deal. But I was going to say, I look at Jason Tatum, and then I look at Brandon Ingram. It's close. And I think, it's it, close. I, I think that Jason Tatum ultimately is going to have a little more upside. I like his game a little bit better, but, but he hasn't blown it out in years. No, I was like gonna say, I was gonna say that really, if you put them side by side, it's not that much more of as far as a value of a player. I don't think that their value is that much more. They're both twenty-one years old. I mean, yes. Here, here's one thing that I heard. Uh, even Kyle, you could probably agree with this, and you're not Mr. NBA. A guy as Jason Tatum under Brad Stevens, right, is gonna get. You're going to see a lot more out of him, right? He's going to get a lot more out of his guys than a guy like Luke Walton, who's an unproven coach, right, who gets out of right. Brandon yeah. Ingram, right? 
So if you put Brandon Ingram with the Celtics and you put Jason Tatum with the Lakers under Luke Walton, do we then maybe reverse how we see those guys, right? Right. Because Brandon Ingram with uh, Brad Stevens probably has a higher ceiling. Right. As opposed to Jason Tatum with Luke Walton, probably his ceiling is not doesn't seem as high, right? Right. So I think coaching actually does play play into the system takes plays into this, which maybe the Pelicans aren't really seeing into that for some reason, but I don't know. I think the Pelicans could be making a big mistake here. I think they did with not going ahead and pulling the trigger with the because, Lakers. Because now if – here's the thing. If Kyrie Ir- – now you're trusting Kyrie Irving as well because if Kyrie Irv- Irving leaves the Celtics – Which which, all, is, which is very which possible. Is more, I think it's more possible than him staying, right? Do the Lakers still – or the, do the Celtics still want to trade Jason Tatum? Right. For a guy in Anthony Davis who said he's not re-signing with the Celtics, right? Right. Especially if Kyrie Irving's not there, he's not going to re-sign with them. Right. So you're going to go trade your best asset if Kyrie Irving leaves for Anthony Davis for one year? No, Celtics won't do that. Right. Celtics will not do that. Right. Anthony Davis, by the way, tonight. Having a good game? Having a good game. 27 seconds left in the third. He is 32 points. Shoot. Came to play. 11 for 15. He hasn't played in a couple weeks. 10 for 11 from the line. Well, they kind of like took him out of the... Hype video. Yeah, they, him out. <laughs> yeah, they took him out. They they bashed him. They they uh, held him out the last couple of games. Yeah. Here's here's one last thing, and, and I know kind of getting long in the tooth here, but it's, it's this stuff's interesting to me. I, I'm honest. This this stuff is really interesting to me. Trade deadline stuff. Oh, I forgot. What happened? There's another team I thought about I could become a fan of too. Okay, it's probably better than the the Hornets. Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, go ahead. I grew, I grew yeah. up with the oh, GM, so me and and. They they have the best record. They go way back. They have the best record in in the NBA right now. Yes, they they do. That's right. They do. So, so be a Bucks fan. Be a Bucks fan. Be a Bucks fan. Just to support John Horst. Don't be don't be a Hornets fan. (laughs) I mean, he played basketball when I was a kid. If you're, I wasn't very, I wasn't very good. And I mean, he was. He was okay. We're from a small town, so I mean, it wasn't very good to be the best player. But he was he was good. I grew up across the. Uh, so I grew up in, in the town I grew up in. We lived in the city, or the city limits, city when I say town of 2,500 people, pretty tiny. But I grew up across the park from the horse. His dad was my baseball coach in Little League. Wow. Um, he was, That's pretty his cool. His dad was my basketball coach in sixth and seventh grade. So you're saying you could in. be a GM of the NBA? <laughs> no. It's a, it's a pretty cool story. I mean, a small town, small town kid. I mean, he loved basketball. I mean, he was, he was good when he played for high school. Uh, went and played at uh, Rochester College, which is a real small independent Christian school in Auburn Hills or right near Auburn Hills. So right where the palace is at, where Pistons headquarters were. He got his start because he did an internship while he was working at a That's wild. Ma- working as managing a trailer park facility after he graduated from Rochester. That's he ended wild. up getting an internship with the Pistons. They called him up when he was working there, did an internship with the Pistons and then got a full time job offer to go work for Minnesota rising up. and then got. Um, Good for him. Or, or from Milwaukee, and then he got bumped up to GM in Milwaukee. So it's a pretty cool story. For he made probably the, the best pick in the M- NBA draft in the last probably five, maybe ten years. Yeah. Uh, any so, what was it, what was I saying? Other than I love this stuff, I don't remember. I remember. You're talking about NBA, so yeah. All right, all right. We'll move, we'll move on uh, to, from Anthony Davis, and one one other thing I'll say here: Lakers definitely missed out. Obviously, there probably wasn't anything they could do, but nothing else they could do. Can, can anybody? Can, can you agree with me that uh, Magic Johnson has been a failure 
it, with the Lakers. He got LeBron James. That's yeah. not a he failure. didn't get LeBron James. He got can, LeBron can James. Can we agree? You, I he, think got he got LeBron, LeBron. James. He was uh, LeBron was going there regardless. I don't know. He bought houses in L.A. Could have gone to the Clippers. Did you just hear what you said? <laughs> you just hear what you said? Just saying. That he really wanted to live but in But it's, it's going to read that hey, he had a place to live when So he you're was saying... Sh- he had a place to live when he was shooting Space Jam 2. So you're... you're so. <laughs> I, I'm, I cannot wait for that movie. I can. Space Jam's my I favorite can. movie. Ba- favorite movie. In you guys movie. and your LeBron love. I'm sticking uh, to MJ yes. and the original. Well, oh, the original's still going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, can't, you can't replace the original. But you, you really think if any other GM was there or, or president of basketball, that they LeBron wasn't going to go there? Probably not. I mean, really? No, no. Pro- I think oh, he was right. right? I mean, so, probably... so what has he done other than get LeBron? He missed. He he passed up on Jason Tatum and picked uh, Lonzo Ball, right? He has yeah, missed but, out on but, but every single free agent. He messed up Paul George. On, he messed up Paul George on the Lonzo. He's thing. messed as up much Anthony as we Davis. All hate, hated Lonzo. I think. M- and it was a controversy when it happened. Everybody was saying, which way do you go with it? Like, I remember this much. I think most of their GMs were taking Lonzo, too, though. Okay, he is a, he's, a good, he's, a, he, he's a good prospect. But tell me this. If they drafted Jason Tatum instead of Lonzo Ball right now, they, they'd have Anthony Davis on their team right now, right? It's they would have Anthony Davis on their team Honestly, right Honestly, might, might not even. I mean, they, they'd probably they would, might not even I say they, they'd probably trade. be three or four seed right now with Jason well, Tatum. Well, here's the thing. They were the four seed before LeBron got hurt. Yeah. And then he missed 18 games, and now they're the nine seed. Yeah. So, because they went six and 12 without him. Yeah. So, there you go, LeBron. The means nine seed. Too many freaking teams in the playoffs. <laughs> well, they're not. No, they're not in the playoffs. The the nine seed. Oh yeah, the they, first, yeah, the first yeah, man out. Right yeah, yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Well, I for one like talking fairy tales, and the next person in the trade deadline we're talking about is someone that's very near and dear to Thomas's heart. We've already gone long. On the the unicorn. Now I got to talk about my Knicks. The unicorn. Well, you you were happy this day at work. You were so excited. You came over to my desk and told me. Yeah, and I was excited. <laughs> he was so excited. You were excited with anger. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Since then, I have now calmed down, and I have now seen. Have you calmed down just because you're not it, it, the the salt's not in the wound as much, or have you calmed no. down because you see positives? In this? I've almost almost pulled a one, full one eighty. Is that wishful thinking? Are no. you being a Knicks fan? <sighs> nah, no, because I'm not. My hopes are still not up because of free agency. Where I know you know I'm not saying. We're getting Kevin Durant. We're getting Kyrie Irving. The Knicks are going to be the number one seed in the East next year. I've been here before. We haven't gotten a big free agent in a long time. I'm not 100% excited. I'm not 100% guaranteeing anything. But I will say this, okay? At first, like I said, I was, I was, I was pissed, man. I was, I had to, I, I walked out. You were. I like. We just traded. You I was were like, hot. This is well. Look at this logic. We just traded our the the franchise best player. Yeah. In, in the last 20 years since Patrick Ewing, right? Our best player since Patrick Ewing in the 90s. Yep. For cap space. Cap space. A 22-year-old guy on a rookie deal who's our best player in the, tw- in the last 20 years for cap space. Wouldn't you be mad? Oh, yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Okay. So, But now, now it's been a while. I've seen how much of a... Family podcast. How much of a jerk 
that uh, it's a family podcast, but it's eleven thirty at night. Okay, on Friday. I'm not gonna curse anyway. I was close. <laughs> I was going to say that. I don't know. I don't even know how to. Just a jerk. Just a, a, a douche. That that I'll go that far. He's been a douche. Porzingis has acted like a douche. The last two three years, right? He missed the exit interview on purpose. He has criticized everything management has done. He's criticized losing where, dude, if you're the star that you think you are, you, I know that you're hurt this year, but we weren't in the playoffs when you were playing. But you think you're this big, amazing star and, and, and you're tired of losing? That's on you, right? If you think you're this superstar. So the guy has been nothing but negative, right? He's had trust issues. He's been listening to his brother, who's his agent, mistake number one, right? Never have family as your agent. Never trust family. For real. Well, as, mm, as an agent. Don't get in saying, business yeah, with these. Exactly. So the guy's been a straight up douche, a, a big, I don't know. I did. Family show. Who did you, who did you, guys, who did you guys get in exchange? So the, you got so Wesley Matthews. The trade was Przingis, the awful contract of Tim Hardaway Jr. Just so you know, our batteries are low, so. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The awful contract of Tim Hardaway Jr. and the awful contract of Courtney Lee. For Dennis Smith Jr., who, again, we could have drafted two years ago, but uh, Phil Jackson decided on Frank Nilakina, who was averaging five points, but that's another story. And Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan, who we both just bought out, so they're gone. And two first-round picks, one protected, one not protected. Does DeAndre Jordan somehow wind up with the Lakers? Ooh. Houston. Hmm, even more I interesting. Think, I think the but then you have Capella though, because Capella's there, he so did. he would be ha- he'd have dwindled minutes. I'm thinking like he's probably going to go to a contender, but I, I'm just trying to figure out who. I think the Lakers could use him. Lakers could use him. They just traded probably their best big man, which was another weird story. Who they trade? Not NBA here, fan. Zubak. They did trade him. They traded Zubak to who? To uh, for what? They traded Zubak and Michael Beasley for Muscala. Mike Muscala, who's been traded like three times in the last week, I'm, I'm made s- no sense to me, uh, to be honest with you. I have no idea why they did the trade, but I think it was to create roster space to be able to sign somebody in the buyout market, like a DeAndre Jordan. I think that he very well could go there and make a, a pretty big yeah. impact, especially with LeBron. So, And plus, that brings in more defense, which is something that they definitely need. Mark my words, just a hunch. Lakers don't win a championship. Ever? With LeBron. Ooh, with LeBron, they don't. See, he, someone's going to go there. They're going to get someone else. Someone's going to go there, but let's... Okay, well, here's the thing. Father Time here's the thing. catches up to everybody. If LeBron's not a spring chicken at this... He's coming here, to the end of his here, prime. Here's the thing. He's been hurt this year. You're probably not in a position next year. Mm, you don't know that. <sighs> the major thing, if they get a shooter, which Josh Hart's actually been a good shooter for them, but Bradley if they were... I say they're, they're going to have some guys that they're going to be able to get for shooting. Reunion with Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant's uh, not going to be with the Warriors next year, as he already proclaimed. See, here's the yeah, Kevin. So, let's say, so as let's we, say this, right? Speculation is, is who knows? Yeah. I mean, you, you, they're not keeping all four guys. I'll tell you this: yeah. the Warriors are not keeping all four. Three of them are free agents. Clay, Durant, and so the door's going to be open. There's going to be more parity. So let's say this happens, right? Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving go to the Knicks. Jimmy Butler goes to the Clippers with Ka- uh, Kawhi, with uh, Kawhi Leonard, right? And then 
uh, Anthony Davis eventually gets to the Lakers, right? So now you're thinking it's just Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Draymond goes somewhere else. Maybe he, he's going to get max contract from the layoff. I the, still say the Warriors just have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Again, I'm not an NBA. I, I can't talk a whole lot of knowledge on this, but just looking at what the West has, yes, Golden State's going to be losing. You still got Denver, who's uh, no. Come on. Okay. Still got Denver. Uh, no. Still got Denver. <laughs> no. You still got Portland. Uh, no. Portland hasn't won like a playoff series in a long time. They got okay. like swept by the Pelicans last year. Okay. You still got Houston. Um. Okay. I'll give you Houston. Potentially. But, pot- but Chris Paul's even older than LeBron. And he okay. has never done it in the playoffs. And he gets hurt just as much. Yeah, Chris Paul. And you're going to trust James Harden. You still got James Harden. In the playoffs? <laughs> got to get it sometime. Okay. Kobe actually had it. If you haven't watched it, it's yeah, really Kobe good. He, he, had a, he, has, he has an excellent view which is funny on, enough, on okay. how. That Kobe said you can't win that way. Which James Harden basically mirrors his game after Kobe. But <laughs> Gre- Greg Popovich still. Still uh, got the Spurs that can still become. He, he another does, guy as a He doesn't have the fan, players. He doesn't have the players What right happens now. to DeMar DeRozan in the playoffs? <laughs> he fades. There you go. But it would be interesting to see how he does with a new coach. Even, yeah, sti- e- even still. And OKC. He, do- actually, he, doesn't, okay. have, he doesn't have the there coaching. There is the one threat, to be honest, because Paul George is playing lights out right now, that I will give you Oklahoma City as a legitimate threat. I see. I, I'm surprised you don't think Denver has the ability to. They're a young team. I actually that's like why, them. Like, Denver reminds me, what they're doing this year reminds me, granted, Boston hasn't been as spectacular this year as they were last year, but they remind me kind of that Boston and Sixers thing, from last year. But in the, the thing East. is, with Boston, you have at least a star closer in Kyrie Irving. Now, I know he was hurt last year in the playoffs, he didn't play, but you had a guy in Kyrie Irving. Now, if he was healthy, you know, go to the, the finals. But you had a guy in Kyrie Irving who has been proven. He can close, and he's a star. You're telling me what, Jokic, I'm just Jokic is, the, is the star of Denver. He's going to get it done? I'm just saying there's still Jamal enough Murray? in the West. There's enough depth in the West to make it harder, harder not yes. just for LeBron Harder, yes, but impossible, M- no. To win the NBA, but he's got to be able to get to the NBA Finals. Harder, still. yes, impossible, no. I'd say impossible. I just, I'm going to be surprised. I'm going to put my money on the fact that they do not win a championship with LeBron. Well, let's give a, let's, let's give a quick recap of the Let's East, yeah, yeah. of just the, the East. The East is where actually where most of the, the, the movement happened in, right. in the, the three The three big the teams. Let's, let's do the three big teams. So... Raptors get Marcus Gasol. Let's start with the Raptors. Yes. All right. Let's start with the Raptors because looking at it here, like you said, they they get Marcus Gasol. Here's their their roster. I actually saved it right here. So, um, with Toronto, Kyle Kyle Lowry, uh, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Siakam, and Gasol. That's probably your starting lineup. Ibaka's playing really good again. Fine. Weirdly, everybody thought he was like. 40 and retired. He's 29. And yeah, weirdly like, what? He's 30. Th- he's 29 and he's playing good. <laughs> uh, Van Vliet coming off the bench still. Powell. Um, Anunube, right? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Obi Anunube. Anunube. Yeah. So, so you, you got some good depth and then you add Marcus Saul and you give up Valanchunas and uh, what was it, like a second round pick and and uh, uh, one other guy. Right. Yeah, right. DeLon Wright, I think. I think he'll be the one we miss the most. So but it's an upgrade as far as Valanciunas to Marcus Saul. Yeah. 
IQ wise and Marcus is probably the best passer big man in, in the in the NBA. So well, and Andy brought up a good point uh, as he's just able to stretch the floor. He's actually able to stretch the floor with his shooting, whereas Valachunas isn't much of a shooter. So he also brings that element mm-hmm. too, because Serge Ibaka's already been able to do that, and so now you bring in Marcus Saul, he can do that too. I'm interested to see how they would both, if they were both on the floor at the same time, what that would look like. Well, yeah, here's the thing. So now you can't play... You put Ibaka at power forward, which is more of his true position. Siakam, who was in the running for sixth man of the year, you can't put Siakam, Gasol, and Ibaka on the floor at the same time. So, interesting enough, Siakam could play a small forward. He really could. But then you can't put Kawhi... See, see... Because you could go, you could go all forwards at that point. You could do a, a ma- like but a also, how many overload are you forward. Play a thirty-four-year-old Gasol because you have you have him again sure. another year, but you you're gonna play him twenty-five minutes tops probably at this point. Potentially, I'd have especially because s- you want to stretch him out in a seven-game series. Yeah, you don't want him gassed. Yeah, oh no. So no, no, I no. I like the trade. I'll give it like a B. It's it's an upgrade. Probably still the favorites in the East. East I say is, that East is tough. Yeah, um, maybe Kyle's new team in the Bucks might be the favorites. They have the best record, and which they, they got. They, they made the best move, in my opinion. In that the was East. he was he was a yes. good move for sure. Getting Pistons uh, are a nine seed though too. So oh oh, watch out! They they they're signing uh, Wayne Ellington in the buyout market. Watch <laughs> out for that guy. Uh, so yeah, so the other move there in the East, Nikola. Milwaukee gets uh, Miritich. Yes, N- Nikola Miritich, great shooter. Great shooter. Guy, here's the thing is, when you're making these trades in the, in the deadline, especially for teams that are contending, you want an additional guy who might not be consistent but can go ahead in a game four in the Eastern Conference you know, semifinals and put up 30. Mm-hmm. Miritich is that guy. They just gave up a second-round pick in Stanley Johnson, speaking of Detroit, um, who, they, who they swapped Don Maker for Stanley Johnson and then Stanley Johnson in a second-round pick for Miritich. This is actually a trade where I love a lot because he can shoot, adds some scoring and length. But this is the trade that I thought the Sixers should have made because I could have got – we just saw what the, the, the Bucks did and got him for cheap. What the Sixers should have done, what they did in actuality, overpay for Tobias Harris, who's a guy who probably puts up some inflated numbers because he's on the Clippers who had no scoring. Now he's going to a team in probably the fourth option on the Sixers. Now – Another another ball ball-heavy guy. When you're looking on paper, Jared, do you think Sixers probably have the most talented starting five? I'd say East? as far as the, the individual talent. Starting sure, five-wise. Sure, individual yeah. talent's there, but those guys all have to have the ball in their hand to be able to be really effective. Yeah, that's the thing. Jimmy Butler. So. Stupid <laughs> cat. <laughs> Kyle over there. Make it faces because this cat would have peed on you. <laughs> Not on you, on your, on your shirt. <laughs> Sven? Sven. Sven. Gosh darn it's it, my Sven. Fault. Water probably needs to be changed. But my fault. But still. I, s- I mean, those those are definitely the top four teams in the East, though, so and it's going to be between those four teams. And then you have teams. Boston. They made no trades. They're Didn't really need to. Davis. So, yeah, Philly, they add Tobias Harris. He's a 20-point guy. But then again, like you said, uh, you have Butler. You have Embiid. You have Simmons and Redick. All guys who are scoring 15 points and up. So, at best, Harris is the fourth guy there. 
after Butler, Embiid, and Simmons. So it'll be interesting. Another one last thing here with the Sixers. They ended up trading Markel Fultz. Orlando picks him up, protected first round pick from Oklahoma uh, that they gave up. I'm ready to say that he's trending to be the biggest bust. Somebody talk me off that. Biggest bust in, in, in NBA history. I say age. He's only 20. So I'm saying yeah, trending. Yeah. Trending. I mean, if he continue, if he continues down that road, he will be. See, but you can make the argument. I know people say, "Oh, Anthony Bennett. You know, first round. You know, that guy's in like the D league right now for for or like Darko Milicic. See, see him as well, but he played and p- did decent. No, on that saying, championship, see, on that championship uh, uh, Pistons team, he didn't play much. Yeah, so he's another one because I'll get, I'll put him up there because of the guys that were drafted around him yeah. and that they could have had. LeBron, same year. Well, LeBron went before, which is one, which and is he was two. So you missed out on Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, and, and Bosh. I think all in the yep. same trade. Yep. The thing that's the reason I'm saying Markel faults for this is because of the guys that were drafted around him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. See, Lonzo Ball still could be an all-star. Guy plays great defense. Tatum. Has four, four of them. Tatum. I think um, Donovan Mitchell, too, right? Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, he was, too. Was in there as well. He's been an all-star already. So you've got three potential all-stars and probably even higher than that. And and a couple other guys in that in that draft that uh, – I believe. Yeah, it's 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2017. So the reason he may not be, the, so, the, so I'm saying the reason he's probably the biggest dr- bust or trending towards that way is because the guys that they passed up on, they didn't. They didn't even just pass up on these guys. They traded up for Markel Fultz, right? They traded with Boston. Boston was going to pick Jason Tatum anyway. They just traded down two spots and got the same guy they were going to do at one, and. Sixers trade up for Markel Fultz, and now look at this guy. Because what what happens if the Sixers had Jason Tatum, Lonzo Ball, or Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell right now? They wouldn't have needed to go get Jimmy Butler. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So we have uh, Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, um, De'Aaron Fox. Oh, oh, that's oh, that's another one. De'Aaron Fox, Dennis Smith I, Jr. Who I love. I love De'Aaron Fox. If he wasn't in Sacramento right now, you'd be hearing a lot more about that guy. That guy, right now, I'd say top 10, no, top 15 trade value in the NBA. So, yeah, definitely yeah. definitely a lot of players that uh, <laughs> that that they definitely missed out on. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, picking we'll, talk, we'll talk Kevin Durant rant another time because that was interesting. Yeah, we caught that next week. Most sensitive guy I've ever heard. Also, and maybe next week we'll be able to talk MLB and see. So you want to you want to wait on MLB? We have to. We're okay. gonna Uh-oh. we're gonna die Facebook. here. Okay. So real quick, Real Muto does get traded to the Phillies. Does that improve the odds of Bryce Harper going to the Phillies? A quick answer: Yes. Does Bryce Harper get signed by the time we have our next podcast? No. Pitchers and catchers, I believe Tuesday. Report so before we have our next podcast, spring training has officially started. Pitchers and catchers, anyway. Games haven't started yet. Officially started. I will say by the time our next podcast. I will say Harper is signed by the week after. So by the time our next podcast, he will not be signed. 
Will Manny Machado be signed? No. Both will, will be the week will after. Will Craig Kimbrell be signed? Better chance, but I think so. push it out. Bra- breaking news from our very trustworthy sources here. Uh, sources. P- sources say. P- potential developing story. Despite scoring 32 points, Anthony Davis has not played a single minute in the fourth quarter in a single-digit game. Uh-oh. Hold out. That, uh, hold out. That source was Andy Hennard. So we thank Andy Hennard for sending us that information. He's our sources. He's our Woj. That was, that was our, our Andy bomb. <laughs> that was our Andy our bomb. Our Andy bomb. It's <laughs> good. All right. All right. Well, catch us next week. We'll be back talking a little bit more baseball, prominent show. Da-da-da. Kyle. So, so half the show, Peyton will be asleep for baseball. Uh, and then the, the show, other show, be you'll be asleep NBA. with NBA. We got we to gotta talk college basketball at some point. Uh, I mean, it's been a bad week for me, if, so... They, yeah, who'd you guys lose to? Oh, jeez, we Illinois? lost to Purdue. And Illinois? We lost to Purdue. And then last Saturday, we lost to unranked Indiana. And then this week, we lost to unranked Illinois. That's bad. I'm really sorry. bad. So maybe a little bit of college basketball next week if they provide something interesting for us. But we're a couple weeks from March, so you never know. For those of you who watch us on Facebook Live, we appreciate it. Make sure you share, like, comment. Uh, we love your comments. If not, if you're listening to us on our podcast, give us a five-star rating. We'll, we'll appreciate a share as well. Uh, maybe a com- I Can you comment on Spotify or iTunes? Probably. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Anywhere, Google Play, anywhere you get our podcast. Thank you so much. This has been Down in Flames. See you next week. Good night.